This is Life Change Church, Muskegon. What are you doing while you listen? Driving, mowing the lawn, folding the laundry, multitasking? We're so glad you're here. Subscribe and share this weekly podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, on iTunes, or at mylifechangechurch.tv. Join us in person Sunday mornings at 9.30 or 11.30, or catch us on Facebook Live. Here's Pastor Ron Rands. If I work with anybody, if I probably say anything other than Jesus, I probably use the name Jesus the most in my vocabulary. If I connect with you, the second word I'll use the most is vision. And the reason I do that is because uh, we're going to read a a passage in Proverbs chapter 29 because where you have no vision, where you have no clarity of direction, you will be distracted. Man, we live in a world of distraction today. You'll get distracted. You won't uh, follow through with the path. In fact, I remember um, 35 years ago, my wife and I, on our honeymoon, uh, went snow skiing. And we had never gone since. It was a terrible experience due to my uh, challenging, moronish play, uh, lifestyle. I went down, I went up to the top of the hill, and I wasn't a, a very good skier, but I was an avid skier, and I loved challenges in life. And so we went to the top of the hill, got off the chairlift, and then there was a, one of the, the um, actual hills. It had it all taped off. Caution, do not go down. Guess what? I wanted to go down. I wanted to go down, and then my wife, who was, this is, I've been married one day, and I looked at my wife and Brenda, and I go, we're going down that, and she goes, no, I'm not going down that, and I'm thinking, so we're having our first fight in our first honeymoon experience, because I'm thinking, my wife ain't going to follow me, and my wife's going, I ain't, you know, God ain't going down there, and neither am I going down there, and so we had a, a, a literally an argument at the top of the hill, I went down it, where I actually, um, I fell down it numerous different times, and then by the time I got to the bottom of the hill, which was literally an hour later, can you imagine? It probably only took maybe five minutes to get down that hill. It took me an hour to get down that hill. How did I know that timing? Because my wife had went down a different path. She got on a path that was were cross-country trails. So she's on downhill skis, cross-country in it through. She's frustrated because her husband isn't a good leader. I'm frustrated because she's a terrible follower. And we're having our second day of marriage, all right? And we, we come down and go, we're out of here. And we hadn't done it for 35 years. And uh, last year we went down. And here's the thing is, I went, I thought, you know what? Um, I want a downhill ski, not for me. I already went through that experience. And in fact, I'm going snowboarding instead of skiing. But I want to do it because I want my grandkids. My goal in my life is to lead this generation, the next generation, and the next, next generation. And the only way that I can do that is to get in the environment. Now, my favorite thing to do, you say, Pastor Ron, if you're going to do any sport or anything you do, it would be snowmobiling. I could sit and tell you it is my favorite thing to do. It is like getting in a NASCAR. It is like getting in a drag car. It is like getting on a dirt bike. It is all of the above. And it's legal to do the crazy things, everything it challenges. I know how to pick a line. So now I'm snowboarding and my brain goes, pick a line. Dude, I need the hill. I don't need the line. I need the whole hill to get it and navigate to get from top to bottom. And I'm having, I'm having fun because I'm getting to go with my kids. But I'm soon, hopefully, I get good enough so I can go with my grandkids. The reason I want to do that is not just to create a memory of getting down the hill. Is I want to create a memory because I want to talk about Jesus. 
And if I can talk about Jesus with an hour and 15 minute drive, and I can talk about them when I get inside the, whatever we want to call the pavilion, whatever, start cooking some food, and I can talk about Jesus there. And I can talk about the Jesus on the way back. And then in the summer, I, like, I have a surfboat, so I, like, I can go surfing so I can learn, because this old dog can learn some new tricks, right? So this old dog can learn some new tricks. So now I can talk about, you know, with surfing, so what do I want to do? Well, I can get 14 of my grandkids on the one boat, all right? And they're surfing from me to you. I can talk to them about Jesus. Now we can laugh. We can, you know, get all, you know, whack, crazy and having fun with the music and everything else. But the bottom line is, I want to talk about the most important person in my life. His name is Jesus. And the vision of Life Change Church, yes, we have other words we're going to be putting on the wall here. You're going to have a wallpapered wall with huge, and, but every one of them aim towards J-E-S-U-S. Amen? And everything that we need to do and unfold in our life. And so what I'm doing is, is I'm very sore today. I may not look like it, but that's amazing what ibuprofen can do. But anyway, so I, I may not look like it, but the point of it is, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Because what's happening is the next generation and the next generation are in mind. Why is it that we want to unfold vision in this church? Because the, this generation, the next generation and the next generation are in mind. We're gonna be starting unfolding discipleship and we're not gonna talk about it today, but this is part of it. These books right here, they're binder books over there about devotional time. We're gonna be doing discipleship. It's gonna be the main thing that we do in this house of God. In all of our small groups, all of our little you know, uh, gatherings and stuff like that, we're going to be talking about, as a church, we're all going to be reading the same scriptures together. My wife and I, were doing Luke chapter 2 today. And un, you know, just unfolding what God has in mind. And so important because what I've learned is this. What vision does gives clarity of what you're doing. And you don't get frustrated with where you're at because you already know where you're at. Now you have time to reflect. This morning as we were, I was having a cup of coffee and doing devotions with my wife, I had a time to reflect as I watched my son drive his big old plow truck, you know, into the backyard and getting some salt and stuff. And I can't tell you how much, I've been praying for that in our relationship. I can't tell you how, how great the relationship him and I are having. And I had that time of reflection and all of it came is because, you know what? That's who God is. We put God, both of us are putting God in front of our relationship. Well, what happens in your marriage when you put God in front of your relationship? What happens with your children or, or your grandchildren? In fact, next week we're going to be talking about growing in God. It's going to be the very first thing that we're going to unfold as we talk about this vision. So I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. You're going to find out what my job is. My job isn't to preach. My job is not to go out and, and teach. My job is not to counsel. My job is not to go over there and even just necessarily just raise leaders. My job is to equip. My job is to equip. Now, sometimes things get a little bit weird because some people are more equipped than others. This week, this weekend, I was leaning into my, my son and his girlfriend, Sarah, because they're more equipped to know about snowboarding than I am. And I needed all the equipment because I was 170 pounds missile going down that hill, ready to take out anybody that got in the way. Okay? And so I needed to be equipped. Some of you are like missiles for Jesus. And you will take out everybody. I was one of those missiles. When I first got saved, I was hurting people more than I was helping people. Because I was a missile. I've always been that person. Missile down. So I needed to be equipped the right way of doing it. We're going to be talking about the vision about reach. There's a right way to reach people. 
And there's a wrong way of doing it. We're going to be unfolding that in the weeks to come. That's part of our vision. There's a way to love. My wife has taught me so much about love. Not just about loving me. Of course, I, I like that part of it, obviously. But she's taught me how to love others. She's showed me how to connect where I didn't have the skill. And it, it comes as harder work for me to connect with love. I mean, this doesn't come hard for her. It's just, it's, she's just so, she's on the top of that list. But I've learned from her. She's helping me and there's been equipping. So when I say it's my job to equip, it's all of our job. We're all gifted. You have a part to play in this. And we're here to work and chime together. We're here to link together and be everything. Like this book is basically saying binding together. That's what we're supposed to be in the body of Christ. We're not supposed to compare. Man, if I would have sat on top of that hill and compared, I wouldn't want to go down the hill because almost everybody was better. But it doesn't matter. What was inside of me wasn't who was better. Inside of me was my grandkid. And I thought, I got to get better at this so that I can take Uriah or I can take Jacob or I can take JJ or I can take, you know, a Zoe someday so I can get to that space and I'm not, I'm going to be 70 years old. Not soon, at least 60 years old this year. But you know, 10 years down the road, I got all these grandkids trailering along and I want to be 70 and I want to be very good going down the hill at 70. Okay? Because I don't want to, my bones and everything else, it takes longer. If I get hurt today, I don't know about it until Wednesday. That's the truth. It's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden you go, you, Wednesday you wake up and go, man, what did I do on Sunday? Okay, but that's the thing. So getting old has got some benefits, but also the reflection is longer distance. My reflection is not just five years. My reflection is decades. When I leave this place, one day when I'm to be, and I can't wait to be with the Lord, as much as I love being with you and as much as I love being with my kids and my wife, I can't wait to be with Jesus. I long for that day. I long for that moment where I get to walk into this presence of perfect, into a throne room that is just, I mean, so majestic that you can't even grab hold of it. And to know that I'm gonna do this immediately and God's gonna go, get back up. And I'm gonna go, just like, I'm gonna be one of these. You know what I mean? This is what's gonna be happening all the way up to the throne. It's just gonna be one of those moments and I'm guaranteeing you, because I'm that missile, I'm gonna be doing it wrong over and over and over again. But Jesus knows me. He loves me. And he can't wait. And as much as I'm excited to be being with him, he's even more excited to be with me. And to have that one-on-one time and then for him to show me because, you know, he said, well, how does he have time to do that? Because he invents time. He can stall all you times because what he's going to do, he, this is what he's going to do for all you. Just because he loves me. I'm his favorite. Just like you're his favorite. You know what he's going to do is all you're going to be going, and I don't know how long you're going to stay in that spot. But then I'm going to be able to spend a whole decade of time with him and walk through. God, show me the galaxies. Show me the depth of the ocean. You say, well, Pastor, what are you talking about? Let me share something with you. We've got to, and I love what Pastor Jenna talked about. We've got to have an eye and an ear. We've got to have a perception inside of us. We've got to want to change. As much as I would rather get on a snowmobile and think about myself, I've got to get on that crazy hill and say, what am I doing to myself? But I think we've got to start doing that when it comes down to our desire for Jesus in our workplace. I mean, I think we all agree that this place is pretty crazy. 
It's getting pretty dark. But we got to be so lit up as stars that when we go to work, we got to expect that God wants to do something through our lives. And the only way that we're going to do that is if we start our days outright, lit up for him. I'll, I'll never forget uh, a, a friend of mine. He said, you know, Pastor Ron, the reason that I uh, come to this church, and he's an elderly gentleman, he says, it's because you are always lit up for Jesus. It isn't because you're great preaching or teaching. It isn't because of the music. It isn't because of the things. He says, you are always lit. He says, I keep waiting for one day, one moment, when you're not. He says, and that never comes. You're always lit. We should, you know why? It's not because all of a sudden I got this, oh, this bubbly, bubbly feeling all the time. Actually, this morning I hurt. But because the purpose of my life isn't about me. The purpose of why I'm here is for him. The purpose, I, I love what Paul says, I want to embrace the cross. Do you realize, you realize what he's saying? To embrace a cross? He's saying, he says, look, I don't want to embrace what I want in life. I want to embrace the cross. I want to embrace everything that God has. Because you know what? I know that this life is so temporary. He had literally got a hold of it, and yet almost all of us here are holding so tight to this world, so tight to the next years. That's all we talk about. People are talking about fear of death over and over and over again. Let me tell you something. It gets better. With Jesus, it gets better. Coming from this world to the next, if you could, let me tell you something. The reason that God doesn't give you an open view of it, because you wouldn't want to stay here for him. He's keeping a big curtain so you can't see what's coming. You just got to go by what you believe. We walk by faith and not by sight. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. He gave apostles. He gave prophets. He gave evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come in such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we'll be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. You are here to fit together his perfect way. As each part does its own special work. Did you catch that? As each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing in full love, which means this, that if you don't do your part, that it's not Pastor Ron's fault that somebody else next to you didn't get equipped and touched. It says right there, it says, as you do your part, as I do my part, if, as we all do our part, that person right next to you is gonna get touched by Jesus. So if we can literally get to that point where the children's ministry, that's not just an autonomous act, 
That's a movement of God. When we realize that the youth ministry isn't just on Wednesday nights, that the youth ministry is in all of our hearts, and maybe you're not called to Wednesday night, but you are in your prayer closet. Say, God, I pray that I pray one of those youth, God, that's struggling with drugs or struggling with porn or struggling with, you know, just getting everything out of this world. God, I pray that there'd be a space of breaking inside of their life and that, Lord, they would hear what Pastor Jenna has to say that night and they would be moved to move and realize that God has a plan. That you would find yourself, all of a sudden you didn't even know, like this week we were driving, yesterday we were driving up north and all of a sudden it just came into my heart. I says, I, to call someone I haven't seen in 20 some years who I had actually trained in the children's ministry. I don't know who was training. I think they were training me as much as I was training them. But anyway, uh, we were looking for a children's pastor here. And I was praying and all of a sudden the Lord dropped her right in my heart. And so we had a phone call. And yeah, I believe that's what God wants to do with us. What is God gonna drop inside of you on the way to work, on the way to school? What is God gonna drop into you on the way to church? Are you even open to that space where all of a sudden God will drop a name or a thought? Or will you be so distracted you just kind of push the thought away? Is it the devil only get to wreck our lives through thoughts? Or can God lead our lives through thoughts? I mean, what the devil does is a counterfeit. So you say, and all of us could sit there and tell you, man, I know how the devil worked this, this last week. He really threw a lot of thoughts. Can you tell me what God dropped in you? Because I guarantee he did too. Are we going to get ourselves ready for that? Are we ready for that? I believe that, you know, this is day two. I'm so excited about this year. And yes, you know what? I can see what's going on in our world. But let me tell you something. The Bible said it would happen. It should come as no surprise to us. We of all people have the greatest hope. This isn't the end of the story. Jesus has the last chapter. Amen. In fact, we have the best platform to teach now. Whereas before they go, wow, you guys have been talking about that stuff forever. It's never coming. Hey, we can just talk about it right now. It's coming. Amen? We have the greatest platform to speak the truth. Number one, why does Life Change Church need a vision? 173,000 plus people in Muskegon County. And I don't know if you realize that about 85% of them right now are not in church. Now, I don't have the actual number of that. I'm pretty good with numbers. But let's just say that that's, a, you know, 150,000 people are not going into church today. I don't know if that doesn't alarm you, but it alarms me. That means that 150, and let, let me tell you something. I have somebody who rents from me, and I, I like to ask questions, and he's a bartender. And you know what he said? He says, business is better than ever. And I'll never forget a mentor in my life Willie George said this. He says, if the bar wants them more, they'll get them. So what we have is people that are more on, you know, uh, drugs today, more on alcohol today, more on all these other things, but are we going to be more? And then the churches are less and less filled than ever. It is time for us to awaken to the idea and say, well, pastor, what does that mean for me? I'm going to tell you something. That means, first of all, your prayer closet. A couple more weeks, we're going to be talking about reach. In our prayer closet, God opens doors. I have seen more prayers answered in my life, but here's what I've learned is this. It doesn't ever happen while I'm mindful of the prayer. It happens as I've been praying for a time and a season, and then all of a sudden I'll have that reflective moment like, oh, there it is, that prayer was answered. 
I was no longer attached to the aggravation of it. I was no longer fleshly going on with it. I was in that place of just, I had prayed and trusted. I find that so much prayer that you give, God's waiting for you to pray and trust. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. Those, that's weeks to come. 173,000, 150,000 people today in this county area are not going to get in church, have no intention to get in church. We're going to be hiring, one of the things that we're going to be doing is hiring a pastor that's going to over, oversee the streaming of our, our services. I believe that we can have services Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday, to start awakening people, start ministering to these saints. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no vision from God, the people run wild. That plays out for a marriage. That plays out for your children. In my case, it plays out for grandkids. But those who adhere to God's instruction know genuine happiness. Vision keeps us united. Vision gives us purpose. Vision makes us better. There's nothing more exciting than seeing a vision move forward. Everything we do here at Life Change Church is is designed around a vision of pulling us together and everyone doing their part. Number two, why do we keep this vision in front of us? I love Deuteronomy 11. God's word is so accurate. Here's here's God's word telling it to the next generation. Here's what Deuteronomy 11, verse 18. So commit yourself wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands. Wear them on your forehead as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. Write them on the doorpost of your house and in your gates so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Now what God was talking about is the commandments of God. He said, keep it in front of them. We're saying that keep Jesus in front of our children. Keep Jesus in front of our young people. Keep Jesus in front of your marriage. Keep Jesus. And the way to unfold that is, and we're going to talk about is is our vision is growing God. You can't grow in God without having more of Jesus and the thought of Jesus in your life. Love others. The Bible says that, you know what? The greatest commandment. Love God above all and love your neighbor as you keep. There's no way in the world you're connected. If you're angry at the world, then you're not, allowing, you're not allowing the power of God inside of your life to transform those around you because the love of God will change. It'll change you and it'll change the, the environment around you. Reach, the passion to reach. We live, this closet Christian thing needs to stop. Never has there been a time where we're so intimidated, we're so drawn back, keeping our testimony. Wait, in fact, I was sharing with my wife, our reading this week was the shepherds, Luke chapter two, devotional. The shepherds got the news and they walked away, praising the Lord because it was just as he said. You know, I meet people in the church every week that God did something amazing at. I mean, every single week. He saved them. I know when my son rolled his truck, he just, him and his girlfriend just walk away from it. Are you serious? How do you roll something, flip something in the air, then walk away? Because Jesus has something better for their life than to be crumbled and crambled inside of a truck that he can't drive. Don't say that. (laughs) But he has something better and purpose in his life for that. That's the thing, is we get so caught up with what we're doing in that moment, God goes, I have a purpose for your life. I know that God has saved my life so many times and it's not to die in a fire. It's not to die going over in a motorcycle crash or a boat crash. It's because he has a purpose for my life. Is that purpose in front of you. That's the vision. 
Why do we have this? Because where there is no vision, I keep it in front of me. I go, Jesus, I'm not my own. I'm yours. And so when I do, every time I, we have a family reunion, we're going to talk about the, the word. Somehow we're going to unfold the story of God. That's what we're going to do. In fact, just recently, I'm, I, take these ideas, please. Steal them. We're going to start having, I shared my testimony on Christmas, what Jesus did in my life to my kids and my grandkids. Next year, I'm going to pick a couple of my kids to do it. And you know what? It wasn't even my idea. It was my, my mother-in-law who's, who just has a new boyfriend because her husband died. And he gave me the idea. I went, sweet, that's a great idea. You know, and here we are going to unfold. So I know that the vision is for the kids and the grandkids. So how God's unfolding it, he's bringing somebody I never even met through my mother-in-law, bringing an idea. Sounds a lot like God, doesn't it? How did the churches of those days rise up? Because somebody moved from one city to another city, and that city didn't have that idea. Sounds a lot like Jonah. Or it sounds a lot like Moses. We're living in a time where it's pastor is so hard to live. Are you kidding me? The Israelites were in slavery when God gave us, I give you a promised land. Jonah's in the bottom, bottom of the ocean, it doesn't get worse than that, in the belly of a fish. And yet the dream of God is still alive inside of him. God's power is greater than the despair that's in this world today. It's what are you mindful of? I am not going to be mindful of the despair. I'm not going to be mindful of the struggles. Although they are there, God's word is more powerful, more active. Number three, you are a vital part. I cannot say this enough. You are a vital part. Every one of you are a vital part. The thing that Satan does, he divides and conquers. Not just in marriages, not just in family to children. He divides churches. He divides people. He's always whispering, undermining authority, undermining what's going on around, trying to get people to complain. I mean, think about what happened in, the, in, the, in Exodus. What you see is Moses, who admittedly says, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to say it in front of you. I admittedly say, I don't know what I'm doing, okay? But I'm here for him. And so all of a sudden you have all the people and all of a sudden life gets a little bit tough. They, they get hungry. They complain. They get thirsty. They get complained. Yet they just went through the Red Sea. They, stri then they strike the rock and the water comes. No matter what happens, we're just like the Israelites. Can we not learn from them? And God wanted, what did he want of them? For them to believe. What makes Mary so special? She said, I believe those things you've said. Do you realize all you need to be special is to believe what God said? A promise that he loves you, do you believe it? A promise that he forgives you, do you believe it? A promise that he'll deliver you, do you believe it? Restore you, whatever you're going through. Deliver, whatever, do you believe it? Do you, are you like Mary who says, I believe it just as he has said. Have no symptoms around that the truth is there. She just took it on and says, if he said it, I believe it. Number four, our vision at Life Change Church, growing in God, growing in God, loving others, reaching our world, worshiping I love Pastor Jenna's, you know, I don't even know how long ago. I, I always know how to look ahead. I don't know how to look behind. With the audience of one. 
Is that what your worship is? I just, I, this, one of the things I sometimes I really like is I don't want to be mindful of you when I'm in worship. I'm a leader. That's what God's made me be. So usually I'm always mindful of you, where you at, what you're doing, what you're not doing, what you could be doing. But then all of a sudden there's that space of worship and I'm like, don't care. <laughs> don't care. Where's my wife? Where's that crazy girl of mine? She's out there parking people. Don't care. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just, and I just, I want to have that space. I love him. I love him. And I just want to have that time just with me and him. Worship, audience of one. Serving our Lord. I hope that um, one day when I'm no longer pastor of this church and I hear, I'm, I can't wait to serve. I don't know if I'll be shoveling. This morning I was shoveling. I don't know if I'll be shoveling or, I don't know, picking up gum off your bottom of your seats. I don't know what I'll be doing. But you know what? I, I don't care. I can't wait. I'll never stop serving him. Never. He's worth it. And if you don't know, if you don't have a space of service in your, your vision, you're missing out. You're missing out. The Bible says, keep the fervency of God. Keep it. If you're lacking fervency, I'm going to tell you something. I would say, well, what are you, what are you serving? Because when I'm serving, that keeps that fervency alive inside of me. And then the last one is a servant leader. I believe that God wants us to lead in our homes. I believe, man, I'm speaking to you right now. Lead. Learn to lead. You need to. I believe that we need to lead when it comes to our communities. The church should be the greatest voice of what the answer is. His name is J-E-S-U-S. I believe we need to lead in our, when it comes down to school events. I would love it. In fact, I've always thought of this idea. I thought, you know, why can't we have people? You say, well, you know, church attendance. Church is people of God. I would love to have people that, I know that there's a lot of sporting events that go on, and I know I had traveling soccer with my kids and a lot of stuff, and I got, my, I got grandkids that are traveling wrestlers. And If you think I don't want to be there, you're wrong. I want to be there, but I have to be here. And I'm not going to shame my grandkids because they're not in church because they're in sports or they're wrestling. I was a wrestler. I'm not going to do that. But what if we did church different? What if we had designated missionaries at these events? What if we were a church that goes out of the box and says, hey, I'd like to have, you know, Brian. He's a go-getting, loving man. We'll have Brian that is at this crazy conference, wrestling conference, and all his job is, is he's going to bring in and he's going to probably bring in juice or whatever. I don't know. After they weigh in, they can eat whatever they want. He's going to get these kids all what they want to do. And he's going to you know, say, look, I, I'm going to invite all of you guys to pray. And oh, by the way, uh, Life Change Church has services on Monday. We're live streaming Monday message. So if you'd like to get, you know, came, I'm going to be, you know, one of the hosts over there. I'd love to have you to join us. But I know that we can't be today. Pastor, you know, that Life Change Church isn't here to shame you in that. We want to love you. We want you to know that you're included and you're part of our family. Though you can't be in service on Sunday with us, I'll tell you what, you can have service on Monday with us. What if we were that church? Did Jesus only have church on Sunday? By the way, it would probably have been Saturday. Or do you have church every day? What can we get out of the box? Are we here to reach the world or tell the world it has to reach us? 
I'm tired of doing church the same. I want to reach people for Jesus. I want, to, I want us to be a people. Let's get out of the box. Let's get out of that little way. As, you know, let's figure out. And let me tell you something. Does it get terrifying? Let me tell you, when I get on top of the hill and I'm thinking about this and, and all my muscles are busy spazzing out and I'm going, why am I doing this? And I want to draw back and say, no, I'll go back to that 170 horsepower Polaris that feels a lot more fun. And no, I'm going to move forward. Here's the vision. Grow, love, reach. Worship. Serve and servant lead. This community, you know why? Because the next generation and the next generation, they need to hear who Christ is through our lives. Amen? All right, in closing, I want to share this one, one thought with you guys. And that is 173,000 people. 173,000 people, 150,000 are not in church this weekend. Does that touch your heart? Does that break you? Does that even, I mean, is it something where we just, well, that's their problem. I won't bother them if they don't bother me. And then I want to ask, what's Jesus' heart for them? And why are you here? I ask this time all the time, when somebody's dealing with a, a fatal sickness, and there's a lot of those out there, right? I ask them the first question, I go, why are you alive? Why, do you, why does God want to give you another week to live? And you know what's sad is most of the time, they don't have a vision. It's just to exist. That's not why you're here. You are here to reach a people that I can't reach and I'm here to reach a people that you can't reach. Because Jesus, for God so loved the, the world. You have a world to reach. You have a part to play. So, well, Pastor, I, I don't really have the right words. Sounds a lot like Moses. It's exactly what he said. Didn't work for him either. Okay? Well, I don't want to do it. They don't deserve it. Sounds a lot like Jonah. Well, I'm just really young. Sounds a lot like Mary. Yet Jesus Christ had a purpose for every one of the heroic people. I, I pray that I, that I could be heroic to God in a space of time that I hear on, I'm here on this earth. That's what I ask. And I ask you to say the same thing. All of us like to watch these things on TV or media or maybe through FaceTime. But you know what? There's a candle over here we're going to start lighting. And this candle is going to be lit every time someone accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because that's heroic. That's why we're here. And when this church can engage, and some of you, maybe you just did it, maybe you're doing it today. Please don't tell it. Please don't keep it secret. Pastor Chad said it over and over, and I, I've said this to my staff. I am sick and tired of Life Change Church being the best kept secret. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about what God does here at the altar. What God does with salvations and prodigals coming home. How God restores relationships. How God brings the youth into a service and they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. How children are being touched right now and the same things going on in their service as going on in this service. God does amazing things. It's time to celebrate. I want to see that candle lit. Recently I had someone come up to me and 
and share with me, yeah, Pastor Ron, I asked Christ to be my Lord and Savior in one of your services, and I never really told you. He never told me until he got into a problem. He says, uh, I, want you to, I want you to help me in this area. I got this problem. <laughs> I want to help you anyway. But the point of it is, is why are we keeping what moves heaven? Do you know what stops heaven? I mean, what stops heaven from moving and doing anything? It says, when one person accepts Jesus or when one person returns their life, all heaven stops what it's doing. What if we could do that here in the church? What if somebody here was bold enough and accepted Christ and were walking up and light that candle? Would we stop the service? I'd like to think so. Could we have a taste of heaven for a moment? I love Pastor Chad. He brought, he's brought some good ideas and that's one of his ideas and I'm so thankful. What's your idea? What's God get inside of you for your workplace? Father, I'm so excited about 22. I'm lit for it, God. And I'm grateful for the task at hand. I know it's going to be hard work. I know we're going to press against darkness. I know that we're going to have to say and do things that are uncomfortable. I thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why you're here, to comfort us and counsel us, lead us, direct us, empower us, equip us. Holy Spirit, I pray you fill this house. Fill the space of our lives. First of all, God, with such a, a passion for the loss. Lord, thank you for saving us. Thank you for coming into our lives and regenerating a life that was dead and gone into a place of newness and freshness and a relationship with you. If you're here this morning, or maybe you're even watching online right now, and you don't have a relationship that's regenerated, it's fresh, it's alive with God, and there's an ache inside of you, you know there's got to be more to this whole God thing than what, I'm gonna tell you something it is, it comes by an invite of Jesus Christ. Maybe it'll be you that lights that candle next week, but it comes through a step. I'm gonna pray a prayer, and church family, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. It's a prayer of dedication. And then we're going to worship and continue to worship. Say, Father God, in Jesus' name, I surrender my life in your hands. I let go of my hurts, my frustrations, my yesterday. And Lord Jesus, I invite you in my life, my hope, my forgiveness my tomorrow. In Jesus' name, I'm all yours. Amen. Let's stand up and worship our King together. If you liked this message, we want you to share it. Subscribe to more podcasts through mylifechangechurch.tv. Get involved. Ask for prayer. Share your story. Go to mylifechangechurch.tv. I'm Karma Adams, producer. We'll see you next week.